looked at the weather the night before and I thought it was lying when it said like literally when we were going to turn around that the wind was going to change directions so that the wind was going to be in our face the whole time. So I was like, that's got to be a mistake. Um, but yeah, after the turnaround, I think the wind was at my back for about three miles and then it turned around in my face. So I think that was probably the biggest surprise. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast. So glad you're listening today. And uh, I hope you're running while you're listening. Keep you company while you're hitting the trails, you know? We all need, I I don't know, but I I can run without headphones, and I do often uh, for races. But when I'm training, a lot of times, man, I just... I don't know. I put headphones on, listen to books, listen to podcasts. So hope you're running right now. Hope you find a little bit of inspiration. Hope some of what you hear makes you smile. <laughs> Today we got a special podcast, which they're all special because people are special. But we'll be talking with Miss Christy Burns. She discovered her gift of running long miles and man, she hasn't looked back. She's overcome some some physical adversity, and you know what? She just keeps moving forward. I love it. Uh, I challenge you to find a running picture of her without a smile on her face. Uh, I, I haven't found one yet. There may be some out there where she's suffering, but she, she seems to have a, just a good positive attitude. I love that kind of runner. Uh, and she also, listen on this podcast, she enlightened me to a unique use for aid station cups. Yeah, tell me what you think about that after you hear it. So uh, before we get started with uh, Miss Christy Burns, we got to talk about a few sponsors. Um, the ones that they're keeping the lights on here. The first, the Screaming Monkey 100. Man, if you live in Louisiana, Arkansas, uh, even uh, Oklahoma, this is not far. It's near Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. And so the Screaming Monkey 100, it's it's a North Louisiana 100 miler. It's located in the Monkey Trails mountain bike course near Shreveport, 11 miles of challenging hilly and technical single track. And there's also 4.5 miles of perimeter logging road, gravel, and pavement. It's varied and interesting. It's a 15.5 mile loop. And you can do a distance. You don't have to do the 100. You can choose a distance from 10K all the way up to 100 miles. So if you're doing 100 miles and you got some people that don't want to run quite 100 miles, they can find a distance and come out there and run it. It's nestled between an abandoned prison, a veteran cemetery, and a national chimpanzee sanctuary. Uh, you probably heard before where you can hear the chimps caterwauling uh, during the race. I just can't imagine that at 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm half asleep. Uh, you can listen to the calming tones of the bells that chime at the cemetery, and then you run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower. Really cool. The Screaming Monkey can be found on ultrasignup.com, and listeners of this show can use the code, listen for the code, Run the Riot 123 and it'll provide the only discount available for this race. You get 10% off your entry if you use the code RUNTHERIOT123. All right, we're also brought to you by Runners World Tulsa. Go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and check out all that they've got. If you're in the Tulsa area or you're riding through the Tulsa area and you need something, you need nutrition, you need packs, you need socks, you need whatever you need for running, they've got it. Whether 5K to 100 miles and beyond. Uh, Get out there and ask Barbara or Kathy for help, man. They are experienced ultra runners. They can help you. www.runnersworldtulsa.com And we're also brought to you by the Outlaw 100 Race Series. Man, check these out. Great races. There's the Flat Rock Triple Crown in Independence, Kansas in January. 
April and September, the Lake McMurtry one run in Stillwater in April, the Flower Moon that we just had in Pawhuska in May, the Dark and Dirty in Wilburton in July. And I think it's already sold out, man. I don't know if they'll be opening up some more slots, but uh, check it out and see. Uh, Thunderbird in Norman in November. And the flagship race, the Outlaw 100 in February. Uh, man, and you can choose a 135-mile epic journey or 100-mile, 50-mile marathon, half marathon, and 5K. Man, these are all great trail runs put on by great people. Uh, man, check it out. You got you to check. Especially if you're in Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, check those out. Great runs. Uh, you'll have a blast. And uh, before we get started with the podcast, man, I love you guys that, that rate the podcast. You don't know how much that helps it doesn't take you long yeah just get out there on itunes and just man if you love the podcast give a five-star rating tell what you like about it uh and that that helps a bunch and i also want to thank uh the patreon supporters if you want to go to the website www.runtheriot.run there's a patreon link there and what patreon is is if you enjoy the podcast and find value in it and uh you want to throw a couple bucks a month toward the podcast and if enough people do it it helps just with uh, putting things on and if you find value and uh, go ahead and uh, click that patreon link and support the podcast I really appreciate you guys that have done it man it's a huge help um, with just keeping every you know cost to, to, to host and all that fun stuff but uh, I love it and I'll keep doing it whether you support it or not but if you want to throw a little bit our way we'll take that too all right well I think that is it for the beginning of the podcast. So let's let's talk about Aid Station Cups and Running Happy with Christy Burns. Today on the Run the Riot podcast, we have a, a, a speedy one um, from, uh, where, where are you from again? Uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Where in Iowa? Dubuque. Dubuque. All right. You, you think I got that straight before we actually got on the podcast. But anyway, Christy Burns. How are you doing, Christy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so I saw I was uh, out at uh, Prairie Spirit and I was crewing a couple of runners that I coach and um, I saw you flying through. And the reason one of the reasons was because you're running really fast doing the 50 miler, but you were also wearing the ultra red team. You and I are both uh, ultra red team members. So that caught my eye and I was like, all right, I need to see who that is, you know, just you know, and I didn't get to say hey or anything just with the way the, the race and all went, but you won that race. Congratulations on that. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you like the, the Prairie Spirit course? It was nice. Um, it was definitely the flattest race I've ever done. Um, yeah. So it was a nice trail. Nice to not have to watch your feet the whole time and not worry about tripping over anything. Nice and fast race. So yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, I've, I've done two, two hundreds on that course and I forgot, uh, in between crewing, uh, my runners, I went and just did a little 10 mile run on there and I forgot how forgiving it is and nice it is on, on the feet and the joints running on that gravel. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Christy, tell me a little bit about you. So, so we know you're, I mean, you're really, you're, I was looking at your ultra sign up and I have a lot of questions about, about some races and, and all that, but tell me a little bit about like you, when did you start, um, when you start running, uh, I think I read somewhere you, you did, uh, you ran in, in school. Uh, so I ran, 
uh, my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, but I was, I was not a good runner in high school. <laughs> I finished at the back of every race. Um, so after high school, I just kind of ran for fun um, in college, kind of as a stress reliever. Um, and then after college, I was at the gym and I had heard some people talking about a half marathon. And I was like, wow, that sounds like fun. Like people run that far. Um, so I did sign up and I ran two road half marathons. Um, after that, I had read Dean Carnassus's book and uh, yeah. saw the North Face races. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go to Kansas City on the road, run a 50K. Well, then that ended up getting canceled. So then I looked for another one. I saw they had one in Wisconsin. Um, so I had just moved to the house I live in now and we have a rails trails nearby. So I was like, oh, trail. Okay. So I'll train on this. Um, then doing more research, I found an elevation profile and I was like, oh, like I need to find some legit trails. Um, so I did find some here at the mines of Spain. Um, so I did run that 50K. Um, before running that 50K, I had researched 50 milers because what else would somebody do, you know, going into their first 50K? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then after the 50K, I talked to Dean and I said, hey, I, you know, just finished my first 50K. I'm thinking about doing a 50 miler in three weeks. I'm like, what are your thoughts? He's like, go for it. <laughs> So then, you don't ask an ultra runner what they just, it's <laughs> always going to be go for it, you know? <laughs> so then I uh, tried to find a 50 mile training plan and work my way back three weeks. Um, and two weeks on that training plan, two weeks out, it said run 26 miles. This was the week after my 50K. And I was like, oh, I, I don't think I can run 26 miles by myself. So what do I do? I sign up for my first road marathon because why not? <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, once I found the trails, I kind of got home and that's how I got into running. Wow. So, so in, in what, three to three or four weeks, you did your first 50 K and then your first marathon after the 50 K and then a 50 miler. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I, I wouldn't recommend it, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, uh, the, I hear a lot of things that I wouldn't recommend from people I interview. Just let, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Go for it, you know. <laughs> so, how did your okay? So, doing the fifty k, what what kind of um, uh, terrain was your first fifty k? Uh, so, it was in uh, Kettle Moraine State Forest. Okay. Um, so, I don't know if you're familiar with that. So, it's it doesn't have a, a ton of her, um, mm -hmm. but it does have some. Um, so yeah, more, obviously more than something like Prairie Spirit, but not yeah. super. super yeah, that's effective. a pretty, pretty fast, pretty fast course from, yep. from what I understand. Uh, yeah. And so, um, so did you, I mean, your body, I mean, after the 50 K your body felt okay. And, and how was that marathon after the 50 K? Um, so the 50 K they had an ice bath, like Ooh. big ice baths out there. So, um, I stepped in one right afterwards, started cramping up like no other. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, the marathon I think went okay. I think my biggest surprise was nobody wanted to talk to me. So I'm not used to, you know, being on a, a road race, you know, I'm used to the trails where people talk the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of hard finding somebody to talk to while running. So I just kind of did my own thing. Um, funny story about that is, um, at one of the last aid stations, they were handing out um, petroleum jelly on a stick, you know, for chafing. <laughs> yeah. 
the guy ahead of me ate it because <laughs> he thought it was a gel. <laughs> Oh man, that was... so every time and I I almost like peed my pants because I was laughing so hard at it and I felt bad for laughing, but it was just like I've never know. heard of that, man. <laughs> Boy, that'll derail a race right quick. <laughs> what did he do? He just like eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh, that wasn't a gel. I was like, no worst gel ever. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all right. Never heard of that one. <laughs> so yeah, that's, a, that's interesting though. Um, so most people, you know, that you talk to, they kind of do the, the, the half marathon on the roads and then they, you know, they do some marathons and then find out about ultras and go to it. So the transition, they transition from roads to, to more trails and, and the way you did this thing. Um, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like nobody wanted to talk to me. And, uh, and I guess, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of road races, you know, I've, I've talked to some people, but there are some where you just can, yeah, people just people were racing, you know, and um, mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting thought. It's been really interesting lately with um, with COVID. A lot of road runners are starting to hit the trails, and you can kind of tell the different mindset. And they're like, "Oh, this course is long," or whatever, and you're like, "Yeah, bonus miles, whatever," you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just just like that sometimes, you know. Uh, so yeah, so how did that fifty mile go? Um, it was pretty good. I was definitely new to the sport. Um, definitely the first time in a race where I had probably my biggest low followed by my biggest high. Mm. And I think that really, really stuck with me and probably one, you know, really made me crave the sport more just knowing that you could be almost crying one moment and the next moment you're singing while you're running down the trail. Now, you know how somebody not running ultras would hear that and, think you're insane right yes (laughs) ridiculous like oh you you like that all right (laughs) well so was this the the what is that uh farmdale trail run yeah so it was farmdale but it was actually at jubilee state park that year because that was the year of the government shutdown okay so the government shut down a week or two before that 50 miler and i thought it was going to be canceled um, but they did find an alternate site to have it on that they okay. could still have the race. So nice. Well, I, I, you placed third, your first 50 miler. How cool <laughs> is that? <laughs> I mean, that's that, so, so it seems like you, you're, you know, um, you said you weren't real good in high school, but you, I mean, very short into your, your running, you're starting to, you know, realize like, Hey, I, I, I like this, <laughs> you know, number one, and I'm doing pretty good at this, you know? Um, I don't know what the competition was like on there, but I mean, Hey, that's pretty awesome for your first one, you know? Thank you. Yeah. So you did it. How'd you recover from that? 50 miles. Um, my feet swelled up. So that was the first time I had some probably first and only time I had some feet swelling. I don't think I fit my shoes for a few days after that. (laughs) Um, but that's kind of all I remember of the recovery. So I feel like it must've went pretty well. I'm guessing I started running again shortly after. So I didn't have a coach at that time to remind me that I do need to recover before I start going after it again. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, my, after my, my first ultra was a hundred, um, and my feet big time, you know, right after, but you hear that of a lot of people, other people I've talked to their feet swell up after their first big distance. And then after that, it, it doesn't happen again. Have you had it happen again since then? No. That's like, that, isn't I that weird. I into my shoes pretty well after one now, like 50 miler. I'm 
pretty yeah. good the next day. So I'd like to know the physiology behind that, like why it happens and why it doesn't happen again. It's like your body goes like, ah, oh, crap, we're doing this again. I guess we'll just have to, I don't know, make, figure it out. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so yeah, you're cruising along now. I, I, um, you, you do a 50 miler and I see you've got, you know, you've got some others in there, you're, you're cruising along. And then, um, what, I mean, how soon did you sign up for that first hundred miler after the 50 miler? Um, so I, I'm pretty sure I started researching hundred milers right away, probably the next day. Okay. <laughs> um, so then I, I did look and I found, um, the hallucination hundred for under Woodstock. So that was in Michigan okay. um, in September. Um, so then I had found a 50 miler, I believe dances with dirt to kind of train for that hundred miler. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I was looking right away after that first 50 miler. Yeah. Yeah. So how was, um, I, I'm not familiar with the hallucination or, or what, what kind of, what kind of a uh, hundred miler is that? What was it? What's the trail and elevation like? Um, so it is a looped course. Um, it's not crazy on elevation. I'd have to look, I think probably six to 8,000 feet okay. um, of gain. Um, so it's a looped course. Um, it starts at 4 PM, which was probably the oh. hardest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a early morning riser. So I was up at 4 AM didn't start running till 4 PM. Um, yep. Loop course. It did have a storm, um, right after the I got done with my first loop. The storm sirens started going off and started storming pretty bad. Um, so I thought it was fun. You know, <laughs> every road runner I talked to, they're like, Oh, they didn't cancel. I was like, no, I mean, you could stop, but the time's still going. So you just run. If the trees are falling, run a little faster. Um, nice. So, yeah, so it, it did storm, um, during the race. Um, I think kind of on my fifth loop. So I went in with one crew member that knew nothing about running um, and no pacer. Okay. So on my, on my fifth loop, I wasn't sure if I would beat the cutoff. And I started talking to other runners and their pacers, like doubting myself. And um, the other runners and pacers are kind of the ones that let me know, like, hey, you could kind of crawl this last loop and you'll still <laughs> make the cutoff. So it was, yeah, I think it was just a mental game at that point. So yeah, that, that, that first hundred miles learning a lot about, you know, just trying to figure things out. And, um, I don't know, starting at night too, man, that's, a um, that's interesting. I've had, I've done one since, but boy, you got to kind of, I don't know, you starting out, how did you do in that first night, you know, just running in the dark and I guess in the storm and, and everything else. Yeah. So I think it went all right. Um, I did see I, what I thought was a lizard on the trail. Wasn't sure if I was hallucinating. So I stopped, went back. It was there. Okay. Um, That's so, good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And after hundred milers, I don't sleep very well. So I think I was up mm -hmm. for about 36 hours straight, um, at least or 40 hours. So, um, I think that was probably the toughest was not starting until later, but yeah, overall it was a good race. I just recently did a, the Love It 100 in Arkansas, and it starts in the evening. and And I learned a few a few things. Um, it's you know it's hard. To, did you were you able to get rest before it during the day? Um, no. Or, yeah, yeah, same. That's that's the thing. Yeah. I talked to some guys after who said they just stayed up really late that night before so they could sleep during the day because um, yeah, other than that, you're just thinking about the race and up and nervous and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so by the time you're done, you've been up quite a while and you know, yeah. 
Um, but it's good. You didn't, uh, you know, didn't hallucinate a whole bunch or, or, nope. or you didn't, I guess. Um, so what did you, uh, so going from 50 to a hundred, what did you do? How did you, how did you change your nutrition? I mean, so you're, you're, I mean, you're starting pretty quick, jumping into these long races. Uh, how are you, uh, how is your nutrition unfolding for you as you're going and find, you know, did you have any stomach issues, uh, up until that point? Uh, I didn't at the hundred. Um, it was my first time ever drinking Coke at a race. So I never drink soda or pop at all. Um, so I did drink Coke at that race. Um, and I kind of went into it, not knowing anyone else that was in trail running. So everything I knew was either, you know, I read in a book, listened to a podcast, um, anything like that. So actually at the aid stations, after I drank my Coke, I would take the cup in the bathroom to use it to make sure that I wasn't dehydrated. (laughs) You know, they they talk about getting dehydrated and I'm like worried. I'm like, Oh, are my kidneys going to shut down? So I definitely (laughs) like checked it out every loop to make sure I was still (laughs) functioning. Cause like I said, nobody with me knew what we were doing. So Okay. So I have to, I have to, I've never thought about this cause, cause guys, you could, you could see, you know, (laughs) just never, I never thought about that. So either you're the only one that's done it, or you're the only one woman that has shared that she's done it to check it and see. (laughs) I'm an open book. (laughs) You just need to make sure and throw that cup away when you're done. Not a reusable cup. (laughs) Oh man. I learned something every podcast. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so how did you do though? Did, did you, uh, cause, um, you know, did you dehydrate much? It's in September. I don't know. Uh, Michigan weather in September. Was it pretty warm, uh, still? Yeah, I think it was eighties or nineties at the start. So it was pretty warm. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I felt like I kept it under control pretty well. And so, yeah. so what were you using, um, then for your, uh, f- you know, for electrolytes and, and food wise, what were you uh, besides Coke? <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> I, I don't drink, I, I never drink Coke, but on a race, especially at night, that's my rocket fuel, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, what I took with me was tailwind. Uh, okay. so that was kind of the main thing I used, um, from that early in my trail running days. That's good. Um, and then I, I think I ate a few things out of the aid station, um, I think I packed a ton of junk food and ate hardly any of it. Um, But I'm the type that always overpacks. So mainly tailwind and a few things at the aid station. Nice. That's that's good, man. I wish uh, tailwind works so great for me when I've done my PRs and stuff. And I just, I can't, for some reason, you know how your body changes and I can't, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't drink it anymore. And I hate that. It was after, yeah, after uh, a Tahoe race, I just... (laughs) had it for so long. I was like, ah, I can't do it. I'm, and I tried again recently. I can't, ah. but it's, it's a great fuel if you can continue to do it. Um, so, um, yeah, so you, you did that now. Okay. So I'm looking at your ultra sign up and I see you did that hundred miler in September of 2014. And I see June of 2015, you're, you're running Western States. So did you get drawn after your first qualifying race for Western States? I did. And I was not ready. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of people that are hating you right now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hate Chris. It was one of those where I got picked and I was like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I got picked after my second ticket. So nice. I can't, I can't nice. say too, I can't say too much, but I was looking at this and I was like, holy smokes, that's amazing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah. So did you realize at the time how, how big of a deal that was? I mean, you're, you're still kind of new into it and, and learning 
learning. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of had an inkling that this is a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I had picked Woodstock um, because I knew it was a qualifier. Okay. So I did want to start getting my tickets. Um, honestly, when I got picked, I kind of was hoping I wouldn't have gotten picked. In hindsight, like, I'm really glad I am did because it's so hard to get in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I was ready for the race with it only being my second hundred. Yeah. Um, but it was a great experience. So. Well, you, you got it done. I mean, you finished yeah. and that's, that's, I mean, that's all you, I mean, you go into a race like that, of course, you want to try to, you know, get the silver buckle or whatever, if you can. But, um, uh, so let's, let's talk about your, your, your newbie Western States experience. <laughs> and, and, and so, um, because, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to run it, run it once and I hope to run it again at some point. But, um, so tell me about it. What, what, what weren't you ready for? Uh, so I did go out and do the training camp. Oh, um, awesome. So I think that gave me a lot of insight and able to see the trail in the daylight. Um, so I think just the overall elevation gain and loss, um, we do have hills here in Dubuque, but we don't have, they're not as long or as steep as out there. Yeah. Um, so I think just the overall, you know, the elevation gain loss, and then also just the cumulative miles. Like I was pretty new at training and, you know, my body wasn't used to going that far yeah. yet. So How'd, how'd you yes. like the canyons? Um, I thought they were good. So I did jump in the river and kind of cool off before yeah. uh, going up. Um, so I didn't think they were too hot. I, I think it was supposedly a fairly warm day, um, but the heat out there is so dry. Yeah. So here in Iowa, when we have 90 degree weather, you know, the humidity is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it was warm, but I didn't think it was too bad compared to having humidity. So, well, that's pretty good. I, I'm from South Louisiana, so I know about humidity and I, I thought the canyons were still pretty hot <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> and steep to climb out of those things, man. Yeah. Did you, uh, so did you, for, for States, did you have a, a you know, crew and pacers? Yep. Yep. I did have a crew and a pacer. So that definitely helped keep me on track and yeah, yeah it was great experience. No, no, that's good. And, and so like, um, I mean, I had a pacer for my first hundred and then, you know, I've, I've done a lot without, you know, pacers and, uh, I don't know, I've just changed. I, I, I found kind of, I don't know, uh, a little bit of joy in when I've gone out and crushed a race with not even a crew or pacers, but, um, uh, if I want to compete, I definitely see the, you know, the benefit is, is, is there to have a, 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 a pacer. Do you, do you, in your hundred mileage, do you try to normally get a crew and a pacer together, make it a, a group, a group affair? <laughs> uh, I do. If I can, um, yeah. I enjoy the company. Yeah. Um, so I do pretty well at making sure I stay, you know, hydrated, have enough fueling. Um, but those later miles, I just like somebody that I can talk to and joke around with. So yeah. I do enjoy having pacers if possible. Definitely takes your mind off the, uh, the, the pain yeah. <laughs> you know, gives you something to, to process. And yeah, yeah. You know, my, when I did love it, I had, uh, my, my coach come and pace me and it was, it was nice. Cause it had been a while and I was like, okay, you know, I, we can chat, you know, we can hang yeah. out and, and, you know, 
have some strategy going on and stuff. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, so how do you, uh, your second race, you're, you're doing, uh, you're doing Western States and I see you, you've got a pretty good, um, what, when I'm looking at all that you've done, um, you know, you, you're jumping back into 50 K's 50 milers. You're like, you're kind of across, you know, a, a good, uh, across the board. I even see half marathons and stuff in there. So you just, you're just out there just running trails and having fun. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My coach definitely uh, encourages the shorter distances to uh, keep my speed up for the longer stuff. So I definitely oh. prefer the longer stuff, but yeah, definitely got to my comfort zone for the shorter stuff as well. I think I even saw like a 5k on there and I was like, yep. last time I did a 5k, I was like, ah, those hurt. <laughs> yeah. That was part of a, a trail series. And uh, the reason we did that is I had a whole bunch of GI issues. Um, so I had had a whole bunch, like three bad GI or three bad races with GI issues. Last one ended up DNFing. Mm -hmm. um, so in order to keep training while we were testing through that, um, my coach allowed me to do <clears throat> a short series, which was 5K, 10K, 15K, 20K. Okay. So <clears throat> took the, the winter year in Iowa to do those races, those shorter ones. But yeah, definitely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So, uh, who, who's your coach? Give your coach a shout out. Uh, my coach is Megan Roach. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, awesome. How long you been, uh, coached by her? I think it's about, about three years now. Nice. That's cool. That's good to have a, uh, so she, she knows you well then. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talk well. every day. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. That's good to have, you know, have somebody that knows you and can keep you, knows your tendencies, good and bad to, to, yes. <laughs> to rein you in or, you know, whatever. Yep. <laughs> or kick you in the butt if you need to get out there and, and, and race harder or something. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so you said, you said you had GI issues. So what, um, what did you, did you figure it out? And, um, you know, how, how are you doing with that? Yeah. So, um, went through about a year of testing doing almost every GI test possible. Uh, turns out I have, uh, EPI, which is exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Oh. So my body doesn't make the enzymes needed to digest or absorb food. Um, wow. So wow. now um, it's a it's a pretty easy fix. Every time I eat, I just have to take some prescription pills, um, and then I can digest and absorb my food. So it's oh wow okay made uh, racing a little different. Um, I can have pure kind of pure sugar without using them, but otherwise I really have to be careful on knowing how much I can eat with how many pills I have to take. So, okay. So, uh, and when you said GI issues, I'm thinking like normal race GI issues. I didn't think <laughs> I wasn't thinking like, like life is life GI issues. Yeah. You know? Okay. So do you, uh, when you're racing, do you have to, um, you have to bring pills with you as part of your, your, your food and stuff? Yeah. Um, if I use, so like at Prairie spirit for the 50 miler, I used um, tailwind and then, um, Spring Energy's new Awesome Sauce mm -hmm. is actually um, a gel that my coach helped create. Oh. Um, and that one I can use without using my enzymes because there's really no protein or fat in it. Um, okay. So if I use just those, I can go without the enzymes. Um, if I use anything else, um, so any of the other spring gels or any regular food, then I would have to you know, take a pill with each one. So I do carry them with me. 
Okay. So it's got to be yeah, part of your strategy and what you keep in your vest or drop bags or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, I mean, I mean, kudos for fi- getting it figured out and, you know, and keep, <laughs> keep going. Uh, just a shout out to your coach. I just placed an order for a 50 mile. I got coming up with spring energy and uh, I've had some awesome sauce in there, man. That's a good bang for your buck calorie wise, man. And they're good. It tastes great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They are delicious. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got it all planned out for what I'm taking each hour and awesome sauces, a few of them. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, okay. So you, you had to take time and, and figure that that out so in your first uh first races back uh you make your you know you made your adjustments and all and and uh you feel like you feel like you've got a really good handle on that part of your racing uh i think so so it was just last uh september that okay. i would have started racing again with the pills so i had a 100 miler in october and then prairie spirit would have been the second race with those. So, uh, wow. So is it, is that something, I don't want to stay on this too long, but, but, uh, I'm just curious, is it something that just kind of crept up on you or is it something that you've always had and didn't realize? Uh, it's something I've always had, uh, partially it's just been getting worse, I think okay. over the years. Um, so very evident in the last couple of years, um, was losing tons of weight and we can't figure out why, cause I was eating plenty. Um, so that's kind of what really led to on top of the GI issues. Like, Hey, we need, uh, we need to figure out what this is. So. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, I, I hate you cause you can eat all this food and you probably got, you probably got that in the but you've got to fuel your body, you know, uh, you know, training, uh, training like we do, you got to, your body needs, needs fuel. And if you're, yeah, you're not getting fuel from your food. It's not good. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so before we, before we talk about more of your, of your hundreds uh, and, and some of your other races that you've done, um, you said something, and it's funny when we were uh, messaging back and forth, trying to figure out a time uh, I, I can relate. You said you're up early. I'm up early. You know, I'm, I'm usually up by four o'clock. I'm off this week. So I sleep late. I sleep till five o'clock. But uh, even when we were talking about this podcast, you were like, um, how, you know, how long we're going to be because about seven o'clock because I got to be up at three or four or whatever. So, um, I, I think that's awesome. Cause that's, that's what I do. I get it. I get it over with. Um, is that, do you do that for, because of, because of work, family and all that, you just to get it out the way, get it done. Or is this how you're wired? Um, yeah. So I prefer to do my first run, um, of the day before I start work. Um, so even now with me working from home, I don't need to get up quite as early, but my body still wakes up between three and four. Um, if my body doesn't wake up, my dogs wake me up. So they're definitely used to getting up early. Um, and then if I, on days, if I do have a second run, then I like to do that over my lunch usually. So do do um, you do a lot of two a days in your training? Um, when we're in heavier training, we will do it a couple times a week. So, okay. Okay. I, I enjoy them. So, you know, I'm, I'm always asking my coach when we can do them and, you know, eventually she'll be like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. Can we do two a days? All right. <laughs> Your coach either loves you or hates you. I don't know yet. Yep. We'll have to see. <laughs> um, we're going to pause for just a second and uh, thank one of our sponsors, ExoSkin. I don't know if you heard about ExoSkin. You should have seen it around, but man, it's great stuff. It's seamless athletic apparel, 100% made in the USA using their 
patented rapid dry copper materials. Uh, great for reducing friction, hates moisture. Uh, it also kills odor causing bacteria. Um, man, it keeps you comfortable in any conditions, dramatically reducing the risk of chafing, blisters, and hot spots. I was wearing the Exo Toes for five hours today in wet and muddy uh, terrain at Turkey Mountain here in Tulsa. And last weekend, same thing. And my feet stay happy. Uh, they've got a full range of apparel, including socks, the t- regular socks and toe socks, uh, the compression arm and leg sleeves, and shorts, tights, and shirts. And they also now have uh, the their, their liner short underwear that's getting really good reviews and it's uh it's full of comfort and performance it's two-way stretch uh exo waistband that's never been done in seamless apparel before um and so man they're doing all these amazing things i love uh that these guys um you know ask questions you know they've ta- they've asked me questions about about some of their products and man they want to produce quality products that runners will enjoy that'll help us and so uh, I love that I love that kind of stuff but if you decide to go to exoskin.us www.exoskin.us you decide to get a pair of anything on the site, you can use the code RUNTHERIOT, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T, at checkout, and you save 20% on your entire order. Run the Riot at checkout. 20% off your order, and every product is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can't go wrong. Wear it for 30 days. If you're not totally happy with the product, they'll give you a full refund. So go to www.exoskin.us and check that out. You can also check them out on Instagram, at, at Exoskin USA. All right, let's get back to our program. So uh, what, what do you do? What, what kind of work do you do? So you said you're working from home. Yep. So I work for a 401k company. Um, okay. So it's called American Trust. So I'm in uh, product management. Okay. So yeah, a lot of a lot of time at a computer, I'd imagine. <laughs> yes. Yep. A lot of meetings, meetings all day. All right. So are you, you guys went to, um, uh, working from home for COVID and just are still there? Is that, um, so I actually moved into a new position. Um, so we are working at home from COVID now, but I will be full-time at home going forward. So that's great. That has my, my wife, uh, is working from home in fact right now. <laughs> she, she does it. And so it's, 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 Definitely has its benefits, uh, you know, to, yeah. to be at home. It also has its distractions, especially when I'm home and I don't shut up. <laughs> now, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know this. Uh, so you're married. Do you have any kids? I do not just dogs. Okay. okay just dogs. So you got, you have fur babies. Yeah. All right. Well, well, so that, that makes it kind of, I mean, you know, you got to, I guess, work life balance is a little bit easier when you don't have uh, dogs waking you up, but I mean, you, you have the dogs waking you up, but you don't have, you know, kids and stuff to, to yeah. have to yep. take care of and all. All right. So your training um, that, that coach Roach has for you is um, what are you maxing out as? Are you a high mileage uh, ultra runner uh, in training or do you, uh, do you keep it kind of low and I don't know, have some intensity built in. Um, so we do have intensity for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the highest mileage week we had before Prairie Spirit 50 miler was 80 miles a week around there. So, so 80 miles for a 50 miler. What do you, what do you uh, max it out? That's cause that's pretty high for a 50 miler. What are you maxing out for a hundred miler? Uh, I think it was pretty similar so far. Um, I don't know if we'll change that up now that we figured out the GI issues. So I think that's kind of up in the air. So We'll see for my hundred miler in October where she maxes me out at, but 
said, uh, which I don't see it on here. Which, which one are you signed up for? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. I don't know about yeah. that one. Okay. So that one is not on ultra sign up. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, man, it has to be on ultra sign up or it doesn't count. What's, what's <laughs> I think the results will be out there because it is a Western States qualifier. Okay. They don't use ultra sign up for the registration. Yeah. There's a few like that. Uh, uh, Arkansas traveler, uh, they'll put their results on, but they, they're not using ultra sign up. So you can't, yeah. I've done that one a couple of times and uh, I had to let people know that it's, it's coming. It's there. So, <laughs> no, Indiana. So tell me about, tell me about, uh, tell me about that hundred, the Indiana hundred. What, what's, what's that one? Like? So it is a, a looped course. Um, I think it's only got about six to 7,000 feet again, I believe. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it used to be in April. So I did pace it, uh, back when it was in April and get pretty muddy uh, so they did move it to the fall. So I'm hoping the trails will be a little dry there. Um, hoping to go out later this summer and hopefully just scope out the trails maybe. Yeah. And see, but yeah, since it's been a while since I've been out there, but. Yeah. It's always, it's always good when you can get out and, um, you know, play on the trails a little bit and get familiar with them and yeah. 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 So, um, all right. So you, you, let's get, let's get after Western States. How do you, you know, you follow up Western States, you know, you do the big, the big dance, the big, uh, you know, the, it, you know, the one everybody wants to do. And then, and then you follow up with, um, you know, you've done some other things. What was your next hundred miler? I see you had the, okay, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. The, uh, a 50 miler. I've heard it. Potawatomi. Pot- yep. <laughs> Yep. Potawatomi. Potawatomi. Okay. Yep. And then somebody said the emphasis was supposed to be on one of the other things, but there was an argument back and forth online. So I don't know. <laughs> Potawatomi or something. I don't know. Anyway, some <laughs> Potawatomi. That's what I, um, so you, you did that and I mean, and, and I'm looking at, I mean, you, you did some other frozen gnome, you play second, you did a uh, North face 50 miler, you play second. Uh, that was before that, even after Western States. And so, man, you're, you're um, you know, you, you hitting a good stride even after, uh, you know, Western States, um, in your, you seem like you're just continuing to learn about yourself and, and, you know, I don't know, figuring, figuring yourself out as an ultra runner, you did it pretty quick, <laughs> you know, um, have you had besides GI issues as you're cruising along and, and crushing these races, have you done, uh, have you had any injuries or anything like that? Or Yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually at Western, <laughs> actually at Western States, um, I injured my ankle pretty bad. Um, so the last 20 miles was very, very slow. Um, mm-hmm. once I got done with that race, um, once it kind of healed, there was kind of what looks like to be an accessory bone in my foot. So, you know, mm-hmm. doing Dr. Google, Um, I was told that, you know, an accessory bone, there's nothing you can really do except have surgery if it becomes too painful. Um, I did have some athletic trainers look at it to make sure like that's what they thought it was as well. Um, and they did. So I continued to race, um, then after North face, um, that winter in December, I finally went to a doctor because it was not getting any better. Um, they did an x-ray and I do not have an accessory bone. Um, it was actually my tendon. Uh, so my posterior tibial tendon, um, long story short, they had to remove part of it um, because it was injured so bad. So 
I was off uh, in a cast for about six weeks and about 12 weeks off of running, I think, um, for that surgery to repair the tendon and remove part of it. So, oh man, that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, um, I had a broken foot once that I ran a, a marathon on and it was supposed to be a trail uh, marathon and I got there as a paved um, paved trail. Yeah. So after the race, um, and it, it was broken going into the race, I know in hindsight, um, but they had people always said like road marathons really, really hurt. And I was like, oh, this is what they mean. Like, yeah, that does kind of hurt. Um, and then two weeks later, finally went to the doctor. I thought it was tendonitis and it was a fully broken foot. So it was brokenitis. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so I think those are kind of my two um, big injuries kind of going through um, some glute hip issues right now that I've been seeing a PT for, but definitely getting a lot better. So, yeah, I, 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 this year I've, I've, I've de- dealt with some hip issues for the first time and, and, and I've never had that. And I've kind of, or- I, I think I'm behind it, knock on wood. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm a, it's behind me. Um, you know, we're just doing some stretches and things like that. I'm not used to having those deep hip issues or anything. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they've actually been focusing on my back during PT. Hmm. Um, so I guess I have a lot of movement deficits in my back that I didn't know about. So. Oh, wow. Do you do, uh, I, I want to get, wait, t- before I okay, hang on, let me make a note here so I can get back to the question I was about to ask. Cause I have to ask, what, what, what did you say that you thought your foot injury was at first? Uh, oh, the, when I had the surgery, yeah, yeah the, before- accessory, the accessory bone. Yeah. What, what, what is that? I'm going to Google it after, but, but just so, so, once in a while, I think people have an extra bone in their foot. And okay. after like, after you have an injury, then it can start to cause issues. Huh. Um, so that's what, like I said, the, the athletic trainers thought it was. <laughs> and that's what the doctor thought it was until he took the x-ray and saw it. There was no bone there. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, I'm going to look that up. Cause I've never, I hadn't heard of that. So that, that's interesting. Uh, so, um, now you said that working on your back for your hip, and this blows my mind. I've learned so much about physiology through, I guess, trial and error and running. And I've I've actually had a, I have a really great um, chiropractor here who, um, shout out to to Chris Barnes at Tensegrity Chiropractor. He's he's put me back together a few times, and um, but he like adjusted my. I was having trouble on my left shoulder, and he adjusted my right toe big toe and it worked and i don't know so when you say i'm not surprised anymore when you say i had hip issues and they're working on my back that's just yeah i'm, I'm not surprised um <laughs> just our bodies are so interconnected and um so do you do any kind of i know you're working right now with that stuff but have you done uh, do you do any kind of weight training uh strength training and then what does that look like for you Yep. So I do do strength training. Uh, it used to be about two to three times a week. Um, now with physical therapy, they've upped my core work to every day. So okay. I'm doing the core work every day. Um, more of the leg, um, heavier weight stuff is two to three times a week. Oh, wow. Two to th- and that, that, that can get tough when you're training, you know, training hard when you're doing heavy, heavy weights for your, your legs. <laughs> It can make your legs very heavy on that next run. So. Yes. That's why we, we like to do it on workout day. So then the next day is a recovery day anyway. So. Oh, good deal. Good deal. How are you uh, stretching wise? 
um, a lot better now that I'm in physical therapy. So. <laughs> when somebody's making you do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, I was good at using like the Theragun before, but now actually foam rolling and stretching multiple times a day, I kind of set an alarm to remind me to get up and do that. Oh man, you're really good with it then. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's, I probably need to do that. Set, I'm pretty disciplined about stuff, but like I, I, the day gets by and, I'm, and I've, I don't want to say forget, I guess I do forget to do some of my stretches and stuff, but if the coach, my coach puts it on my thing, I'll do it. Um, does your coach use training peaks? Uh, no, we don't. Oh, okay. Cause training peaks, if you don't do it, it turns red and oh. I, that drives me nuts. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. well, anyway. every, every time I go to PT, like when I started PT, I couldn't touch my toes and apparently normal people can touch their toes. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So after he kind of looked at me, he's like, you can run a hundred miles and you cannot touch your toes. Like it became my goal to touch my toes. So now I'm pretty good at stretching because I know every time I go to therapy, he's going to be testing me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll show. I mean, the results yeah. will show. Yeah. 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 Uh, how, how tall are you? Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember when I saw you, saw you running and I see your pictures cause you look tall. <laughs> Everyone says that um, I'm, five, eight, but people, okay. when people meet me in person, they're like, I, I would assume you were a lot taller than you are. So. Well, don't feel bad. I'm, I'm five, like 10 and a half. And then when, so I guess, I don't know, I guess social media makes you look big, larger than life. Yeah. Or, so when I meet people like, Oh, I thought you'd be taller. It's like, well, I thought you'd be taller yeah. too. You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> Even people shorter than me, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Um, so, okay. So let's get back to, let's get back to races. Um, um, you, your next hundred I'm seeing Kettle Moran. Um, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty fast course, right? Yeah. So that's on some of the same trails as North face is on. So. Okay. Okay. didn't realize that. Yep. So I think it's got about maybe six to 7,000 feet of gain. If I remember okay, well, that's more, more than I, more than I thought was on or it. Maybe, but... maybe up to eight. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. But that's, that's more than it, more than I thought, uh, that, that it had. So, uh, uh, and I mean, you, you place fourth in it. Uh, how was, um, how was that? That was probably one of the funnest races I had. Um, I had an awesome crew and pacers and, uh, just kind of joke the whole time. So going into that race, my goal was sub 24. Okay. Um, so kind of early on my pacers, you know, definitely thought I could go sub 24. Um, so I started kind of joking with them that, you know, when they're like, Oh no, I think you can go sub 22. I'm like, no, the goal is sub 24. Like, <laughs> and <then laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, I actually paid for 30 hours. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, so my, my last pacer, my watch had died and, um, I, I wanted, you know, kept telling them like sub 24, that is the goal. So I kept having them tell me every mile how, what the pace was for that mile. So he's telling me the pace and I'm like, man, I'm like, I feel like I'm working really, really hard for that pace. <laughs> and I kept asking, I'm like, okay, how much, how many miles do we have last left? You know, how much? time until 24 hours, you know, so I'm trying to do the math. And so come to find out, I get done with the race finished in like 2134. Um, come to yeah. find out that every mile time that he gave me, he was like padding by a couple minutes. Nice. He, he wanted me to get under 22. 
Nice. Even though that was not my goal. <laughs> hey, man, he got got you in, man, and you yes. know, he helped you find you more of your potential. So. Yes. <laughs> no, that's great. So, uh, my first race over a hundred miles, I did. Uh, it was called the Rouge Orleans. They don't have any more. It's a hundred and twenty. It's supposed to be one hundred twenty six point two, but it was closer to one hundred thirty. But so toward the and it started at night and it was into the second night and you know so my pacer, uh, my good friend Edie, uh, she was pacing me and and we were doing the run walk thing and she said okay let's run for for uh, for five minutes and I'll let you walk for two or run for ten and she had me running so much longer and my watch was dead <laughs> you know and so I would just go and she said she would just wait until she heard me really breathing hard you know. <laughs> so it's like, until I was about to die. And then she said, okay, let's walk for a little while. And I was like, I knew you were doing it. I just didn't have enough energy to argue with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did get a watch that has a longer battery life after that. So uh, okay. which one did you get? Curious. Uh, the Coros. Okay. That's yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I just recently got it and man, I'm loving it. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of runs on it and it's still at 67%. So yes, that's the best part. Yeah. Really cool. I can't wait to race with it. So, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Um, so you, yeah. And you, well, you really like the North face face races. You, you keep going back to them, man. And, and, and doing well with them. Uh, I guess you're pretty familiar with them by now. Cause after Kettle Moran, you jump back into that <laughs> and then Rocky. So what was your uh, impression of Rocky? I still haven't been there. I've had I've, I've had some runners that have raced it. Um, how did you like the Rocky one? I heard it's pretty Rudy. Yeah. So, um, that year going down to Rocky, when I left, um, Iowa, the wind chill here was negative 50 degrees <laughs> landed so in Houston and it was 50 degrees. So it was literally a <laughs> hundred degree difference. So your body's like, what in the world? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, overall I liked it. It was uh, a muddy year. Um, so, but otherwise, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the course. Um, I had, uh, a teammate that had come, um, from Idaho to Texas to pace me for the race. So nice. then seeing a whole bunch of ultra teammates down there was pretty cool. So yeah, it was a fun race. I love that. I love getting to meet, uh, you know, when you see somebody wearing their gear and you're like, Hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's always, it's always an encouragement. No. Yes. But, yeah. So, I mean, you did, you did great. And then there you go. After that, of course you, you, you did the, the kettle Moran hundred K place third, Awesome. And then, but then you go, there's a, I see a half, the, I guess your half marathon. Uh, that's, was that, you did Mines of Spain half marathon. You've done that one often. Is that, is that part of you just jumping in doing your speed work or is that part of the time you were struggling with your GI issues? Um, so that's a little of both, but that's a local race here in Dubuque. So that's okay. one I try to do often. Um, it sells out in like four minutes on oh, ultra wow. sign up every year. So well, do you, do you get in again if you win it? Cause you, you keep, you, <laughs> you want yeah, it. <laughs> so, yeah. So like the top five, I think get early registration. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> Motiv motivation, motivation, yeah. get, get it yeah. done, get it done. All right. Yeah. So, um, you did, uh, and I have, I have a, I'm visiting with a runner who I might be coaching, who is trying to, he's on the wait list for Minds of Spain that I see you did. And, uh, he got, you got podium for it. That was, that's awesome. Tell me about, tell me about that race. I don't know a whole lot about it, but tell me about it. Yeah. So it's a 20 mile loop. Um, it's got quite a bit of gain. I want to say it's got for a 20 mile loop, maybe 
23 to 2,600 feet of gain. Okay. Um, so it's got a little bit of everything from, you know, long, steep climbing to some rolling stuff, some, some flat. Um, so those are definitely my home trails here. So I'm yeah. training there every day. Nice. So it's, it's beautiful. It's very, very diverse area to stuff you wouldn't expect in Iowa, I guess. So nice. You see, I've never, I've never been there. I need to, I need to, uh, after I get through this year with the races I've got, I, I got all these places I want to visit, you know, and, and run there. So, uh, that, that's, that one's definitely one that's on my list at some point to, I don't know. I got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the next one, you, of course you did Prairie spirit and, uh, and you, you won that and, uh, you look, you, did you have any, any struggles during the Prairie spirit, uh, 50? Cause you, the, when I saw you coming through, you look, you look pretty, you look great. You look happy. Um, and, and like you were doing well each time. Yeah. I think my biggest surprise was, and I looked at the weather the night before and I thought it was lying when it said like, literally when we were going to turn around that the wind was going to change directions so that the wind was going to be in our face the whole time. So I was like, that's gotta be a mistake. Um, but yeah, after the turnaround, I think the wind was at my back for about three miles and then it turned around in my face. So I think that was probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, overall, I felt pretty good the entire race though. So definitely had fun the entire time. I loved how it was an out and back so you could see all the runners. Yeah. So definitely helped lift the spirits up. You can, and you can see where you, where you stand. That's always interesting. Uh, and I get nervous about that. You can see where you, if you're in the lead, it's, it's okay. But then everybody else can see how close they are to you. You know, you're cal- calculating, okay, they're <laughs> this long and this many miles behind me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, at the turnaround, but then you don't know, like, are they gaining on me? Because, you know, they'll get intel from their crew when yeah. you go through, but you're like, I have no clue where they're at back there. So yeah, that's such a, yeah, that's a, it's a weird thing to, when you're running, being chased. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so you're talking about the wind. So when I did my, my PR is actually on that course for Prairie spirit for the hundred miler. And, um, so I had the wind at my back the whole way going out, at, but at the 50 mile turnaround, there was some strong wind in my face. <laughs> and so, uh, that, that was tough after having, you know, um, just kind of cruising along and then you turn around, it's like, Oh man. Uh, and I was in the lead and, uh, was able to, is able to keep it, but boy, I was running scared. <laughs> it's looking awesome. Congrats. Thanks. Looking back, uh, hiding my headlamp and looking back, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. to see, <laughs> oh, hoping they didn't see me and I could see them. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh man. Strategy, man. Strategy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so what's okay after your next hundred, what's, you, you know, in Indiana, you're, I know you're training for it. I know you, you know, that's, that's your goal race, but I know you gotta be like, what are some races that you really want to do? And, uh, you know, what's, what's ahead for Christy, man? What do you, what do you have that you really just want to be a part of? Uh, I really, really want to get back to Western States. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when that will be, but definitely <laughs> that's know. one of them. Um, yeah. There's so many races I want to do. I've been throwing out the ideas of 150 and 200 to my husband. And, um, he told me maybe I should just go after some 50 mile course records instead. Um, so he's definitely not on board with those, but we'll see eventually. Um, something, yeah, I, I enjoy adventure. So, um, 
next month I'm going out to Wyoming. I'm going to pace that big horn. Um, nice. and otherwise just, you know, doing some more adventure running as well. Like did rim to rim to rim. That was awesome. So yeah. doing some more of that kind of stuff as well as, as races. Um, I do, I do like races just because the courses are marked and I have no sense of direction. So those are <laughs> yeah, exactly, <would> you? <laughs> like, every time somebody mentions an FKT, I'm like, I'd get lost. I don't know if I could do that. So <laughs> yeah, I would have had the FKT, but I was see all my GPS roaming around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I do enjoy going to races that other local runners are going to like having a group go. I always enjoy that. So that's cool. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, I think Potawatomi has a 200 mile now, right? Yeah. Um, so I've done the 50 miler there a couple of times. Okay. Um, it's, it's always very muddy and creek crossings. And that's the only thing that's like, every time I think about doing a longer race there, then I go and do the 50 mile there and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> especially, uh, especially if you're going in for like 150, 200 miles and it's a looped course, boy, that makes it, uh, some, some, uh, former guests and friends, uh, from the podcast, uh, Gary Shaw and, uh, and Nicole, had, they were out there and, and he did, he finished the 200 out there. <laughs> I think it was a beast, man. It was muddy and yes. it was, it was a rough one this past year. Uh, and then I, Hey, I had some friends that just this weekend did the rim to rim to rim. Uh, they do it every year and, uh, boy, I'm, I'm itching to get back out there and do it again. Uh, yes. That's such a so it's, beautiful. It's, it's, I tell people it, it's magical, man, to get out yeah. there and do it. And so I, I'm itching to get out there again, but I need to fuel the fire. Your husband's not going to like this, but um, yeah, the two hundreds, man. Uh, Tahoe is beautiful. Um, you know, if you want an adventure, if you can, you know, if you can get in, you got to do the lottery for them now, but um, yeah, I'll throw some water. I'll throw some gas on that yeah. fire for you. <laughs> it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing. It's a great adventure. Uh, um, you know, and you learn a lot about yourself and, and the, the, the logistics and planning are pretty, pretty intense. You know, you got a lot to, a yeah. lot to, a lot of planning to do. And, um, if you can get your husband out there to crew you, <laughs> my, my wife enjoys it. She, she enjoys the alone time, uh, for the most part. <laughs> so. yeah. my, my husband prefers 50 milers. Um, yeah. I think the hundred milers, like he'll crew them, but they're a little rough on him yeah. being up all night. So you might have 50 to, you milers might have to, are kind of in his wheelhouse. You might have to tap some of your other running friends for that, for the, yeah, if, yeah, if you for jump sure. into the big distance, <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah. Oh no. But uh, there, the beautiful thing is there are so many races out there now. And I mean, no matter what kind of race you want, man, you can, you can find something out there. Yeah. You know, to, it's, it's hard yeah. to, you know, try to pick races without overdoing it. At the beginning of every year, I kind of throw a list out to my coach of all the ones that I'm interested in to get her expert opinion on how many I really should do. So does she ask you the question that my coach has asked? Uh, I got to choose between these. And he's like, which one of these makes you excited? Which one of these gets, you know, do you feel your heart rate or, you know, something like yeah. that. And I've asked that to some of the runners I coach, you know, like it, cause it's a good, it's a good gauge, you know? Yeah. So I had a race, um, just over a week ago, um, Galena sky four hour, um, and kind of the week before the race, kind of with the hip injury and we hadn't done any speed work since Prairie spirit because of that, you know, my coaches, she asked, she's like, do you really want to race this? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. she wanted to make sure that I was excited 
to go out and race it. Yeah. So once she kind of got the confirmation that like, I was like, heck yes. I'm like, let's do this. Then she was like, okay, let's go then. But she definitely wanted to make sure that I was in the right headspace for it. So yeah. How'd you do? I saw the pictures. Uh, you were, you were smiling and happy, but I couldn't find the results. I mean, how'd you do for it? First female. Nice. Congratulations. Thanks. That's, that's cool. No, that's really, especially since you weren't able to do speed work and all, man, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. First speed work back this, uh, earlier today. So. All right. Hips feeling good. Uh, so far. Yeah. I had therapy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. Good, good. Well, I like to, uh, Oh, do you need <laughs> All good. It's all good. <laughs> I've been there. I've been doing the interview and my dog will come and bark. So it's, it's yeah. Um, he just brought her back from a, <laughs> from a walk in. <laughs> it's all good. We love our fur babies. <laughs> um, so I always like to ask about, about equipment. So um, we, I know the brand of shoes, but uh, for, I guess, I guess for, for out, which outer shoes are you wearing for the paved and which ones are you doing for the trails? Uh, so for Prairie Spirit 50, I, uh, wore road shoes. So I did the Escalantes for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's probably my favorite road shoe. I do use the racers as well for my speed work. Yeah. Um, on the trail, I'm doing the temp and the superiors. Okay. So you, um, uh, my first hundred was in superiors, uh, and, and since I need, I need a little more cushion on my feet, um, but boy, a comfortable shoe, so comfortable to put on. Um, now I had Escalantes on when I did my first on, uh, it was on that same course. It was the fall version of the, uh, Prairie spirit, the fall extravaganza. And I had, um, for the first 40 miles, I had my Escalantes on and I was like, ah, I need something else for, you know, to keep going, uh, you know, to do the whole hundred. And, and then I wore Torrens the next time we were doing a hundred and it was great on that course. So, yeah, uh, I packed, I packed the Torrens just in case, but yeah. yeah, the Escalantes worked great for me. So, and I, I had done all my long runs in those leading up to it. So, yeah, man, how many miles you get in on, on Escalantes? I can usually get a lot in. Um, I don't even know. I, I feel like I, uh, <laughs> go just, you know, I have so many pairs. Of yes, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I think I have probably about 30 to 40, like open <laughs> using at a time. Nice. Then, you know, eventually once more come, my husband's like, oh, you need to get rid of some of these older ones. So then yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I, I like to, I like to track it. And, and I have a rotation, same thing that I have a bunch that are, you know, I'm, I'm working through and uh, I've gotten almost a thousand miles on a pair of uh, Escalantes, man. And, wow. uh, you know, some of them I end up blowing out or, or messing up, but as long as they're still comfortable, I'll, I'll wear them, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've run that many road miles, but I, I feel like my, uh, the temp one and a half. So I probably have some with that many miles on. Nice. That's good. Uh, have you tried the, the, the newest temps yet? Yeah. So I'm, I'm wearing the three right now. I sized up a half a size in okay. them and then they fit more like the one and a half, but yeah, I, I love them now that I sized up in them. I had to do the same thing. Uh, but my, I guess my favorite trail shoe right now is the, um, the, the Olympus. Uh, okay. I just, uh, I've been wearing those for, for my hundred, hundred miles on the trails and, uh, and all, and man, they're, they're pretty, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wearing them for the two hundreds later this year. So, uh, awesome. great shoe, great shoe. Okay. So which, I know you got the Coral watch, which one you wearing? Uh, the apex, I believe 46 okay. millimeter, maybe. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and you're, you're, you've been pleased with the battery life, huh? Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Good, good deal. Um, what are you wearing? Uh, I didn't, I think you, you were doing a handheld if I remember correctly at a Prairie spirit. Um, what do you, do you wear a pack any for, for hundred miles or do you try to stick to a handheld as much as possible? Um, so typically handheld, um, this last hundred miler I did, I did do a pack because I have to start carrying all those pills with me and have to have them in a waterproof container. Okay. Uh, so I did do, um, an ultimate direction, uh, pack that has the soft flask. Um, and then usually carry one of the soft flasks in my hand <laughs> instead of having in the pack, just cause I'm used to having something in my hand. So, um, I definitely prefer handhelds if I can, um, okay. but we'll put the pack on when I need to. Okay. Okay. What kind of, a uh, uh, GP, I mean, um, um, brain, <laughs> what kind of light are you using when you're, when you, when you have to go into the night or start at night? Um, so I have the, oh, why am I going to, I'm going to blink on this. Um, the Petzl, the okay. Petzl now is what I use. Yep. Okay. Okay. So Good deal. I have the old version and the new version, both with multiple batteries. So, okay. Yeah. I do a, a lot of night running, um, or I should say early, early morning running. So I use a headlamp most days. Yeah. I, I, I tell people I do most of my running in the dark, but it's just from getting up early. So, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, if you haven't tried a, a, a waist light yet, put your, try to put your Petzl around your waist and see how, how, how cool, especially on trails, on technical trails, it helps so much with the, with the depth perception. I use the, um, uh, ultra spire waist one, but, uh, it, man, it's so good to be able to see roots and stuff and, and all okay. that. It, yeah. Pretty neat. Anyway, just something that, something that kind of game changer for me, that was a, especially on technical Rocky trails, keep, keep, I, I fall. I got a skin. So do I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> my, my friends have the joke that, um, so I can fall mid sentence and not even stop my story at all and get back up because that's how much I fall. Yeah. It's just, your, yeah, it's just, it's part of the, <laughs> don't miss a, don't miss a beat. Huh? Just nope. keep, keep, keep cruising along. No, that's cool. That's good. Well, and we'll see, we've already talked about your, your nutrition. Do you wear, um, uh, do you wear toe socks or do you, you wear just regular socks? Uh, I use dry max. Okay. All right. You second one in a row that uses, and I have a pair of dry max. They're great. They're, they're, I love them. I, yeah. So many pairs of them. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I get blisters on, if I don't keep, I, I got my toes. I got to keep them separated. <laughs> so okay. I, I, I got to wear the toe socks or I'll blister them next to each other. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put a little squirrels nut butter between, you know, my first two toes. Cause I might get a blister there if not, but otherwise that seems to work pretty well. All right. Well, anything else you use? I know you're, you're on the squirrels, nut butter team, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, on their elite team. Great. Great. Well, any, anything else that you use that you want to give a shout out to anything else you, you represent or uh, picky bars. So I eat those before every run in the morning. And then uh, for breakfast, I'll use their oatmeal or their granola. So that's I think I had a sample of those. I need to try them out again. Um, they're, they're pretty, uh, pretty natural if I remember correctly. Right. Yep. 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 So getting up super early in the morning, I don't have a whole lot of time to digest a lot of food before running, but I always like to eat something before. So I'll just have a bar right when I wake up, then I'm good to go. Cool deal. Well, Christy, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on the podcast and, and sharing, uh, part of your, you know, your, your ultra journey. I, I and it's kind of, it's always interesting. It's just funny. I didn't realize that you just kind of jumped into trail running and, uh, you know, the road running was different after, you know, for you. Yeah. Do, do you still do, do you still do any road running or do you feel like you're going to do any other marathons or anything like that? Or you, I don't know, qualify for Boston. You've, I don't know. 
just a thought, just asking. Um, so one of my good friends is a road runner and she is kind of pushing me. She wants me to see how fast I can do a marathon. So we'll see. Um, I might go for another road 5k this summer if I feel like my legs will get me a PR. So we'll see. <laughs> I always sign up for a 5k the night before just because I <laughs> can't really commit to something like that. Yeah. You want to see how you're feeling and yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm always, I'm always afraid I'm going to like injure myself on a 5k right before a, a big goal hundred miler that I've been busting my behind for, you know? <laughs> yeah. My coach always, she jokes because the only two road 5Ks I've done is the weekend after a half marathon race in the middle of 100 mile training. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, it'd be Why neat not? to see. Be, yeah, yeah. We need to see what you can do if you're, you know, just have it, you know, and actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what no. fun is that, right? Yeah, well, yeah, what fun is that? That's well, well, I hope to uh, to be at another race and and see your, uh, see you wearing the red team gear and uh, get to, I don't know, high five you or share some trails with you. I don't know. Uh, it depends, it depends where we end up, but, uh, but kudos on all that you're doing and, uh, you're a strong runner and I, I just look forward to seeing, you know, some of the races that you'll, you'll crush in the future and hope you get to Western States again, even though some people probably hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, glad, glad to have you. Bye-bye.